1: All right, final hour. Mackie and Judd Myron Metcalf, ESPN.com, in for uh, Phil for the remainder of today. Uh, all right, let's get back to this Maryland story, Myron, okay. and um, and let's talk about so. Aaron Rodgers addressed the fact that that a week ago uh, he called the work of his receivers in practice. I think I can say this safely: piss poor. Yeah, and and then he followed that up by saying this week because they actually then went out and played in a preseason game without him, by the way, played pretty well. And he said, I hope we're not getting so soft that people were offended by this. And I think we both agree. There is a level in today's athlete, especially the up-and-comers, that has become incredibly soft, and they're used to being given trophies, and they're used to being coddled. The, diff- the difference, though, is there still remains these coaches like Durkin who are completely off their rocker and are running kids through practices and, and, and there's, there's gotta be a happy medium between being able to teach a kid about what it means to be competitive and smart and coming close to killing them basically. Or in the case of the, the Maryland kid, he did die. So, no. and we're in no, and we are in no way saying that you should toughen up kids to a point where it's absolutely stupid, no. which that is. Yeah, it it is. And,
2: You know, as you mentioned earlier, there are so many ways to prevent that, especially in 2018. Technology has advanced to the point where, you know, I I got this watch on that can track my heart rate and blood and everything. You know, it's just there are too many ways for you to monitor individual kids and to say, hey, this kid might be having a problem. Football is a tough sport. I didn't play it long in Mankato, but I did play it. And I went to training camp in the same heat where Corey Stringer died. I was actually... On the same field with Minnesota State Mankato, two days two days after he died, wow. our training camp started. Mm-hmm. And it was about 103 degrees, I remember. And because of the Corey Stringer situation, our school had double the trainers. We had mandatory water breaks. They were doing things that they probably hadn't done before because everyone's afraid all of a sudden. You would think that teams would enter a training camp or workout situation with that cautious attitude. It shouldn't take this, a Corey Stringer, a Jordan McNair. But the problem is you've got these old school guys who think, I can work these guys until they break. And the guys who break don't deserve to be on my team. Now, the Aaron Rodgers thing is talking more about a mental toughness of, look, man, if you can't take a little criticism, you don't belong in this league. And I'm all for that. You don't belong in the NFL. A lot of things you can do that don't involve the NFL, don't involve football. uh, You don't have to play here. That's what Aaron Rodgers was talking about, that mental edge that some of these guys must lack if they're questioning a, a preseason critique. Imagine what these guys are going to feel like in Week 10, Judd, well, when they blow a game and blow assignments and Aaron Rodgers
1: just really lets loose. And that's not a card being flashed in front of you. No. That, that's a, That's a, uh, run the the WXYZ 42-33 exactly. and now go do it.
2: Yeah. If you can't take that, how are you going to withstand weeks and weeks? But Absolutely. Um, this Maryland situation is something different. There is these there are these guys who feel like a new culture means I've got to find out who my warriors are
1: and then I'll get rid of everybody else. How is that though? Like how I I get I told unfortunately I totally get that in 1968, 1978, even 1988. How how are some people coaches still there?
2: Well, they're there because I think football still accepts that. That largely accepts that that's the way you build a team. You know what I mean? Whether the presidents, the ADs, the coaches, they still accept that DJ Durkin, if a a kid hadn't died, Judd, we're not talking about this. Nope. There's there's no report about... No one's investigating it. You know? And even if there were anonymous people saying, you know what, this is an issue, uh, nobody would say, well, there must be something going on. It took a kid dying on the field for people to come back and say maybe there's a problem. But I think there's a general widespread acceptance of this is just what you do. You run guys until they can't run anymore, and that's how you know who your top kids are. And then the kids who can't make it, you got to toughen them up. Some of the kids just don't have it. But beyond that, whether it's a physical toughness or or mental toughness or lack thereof, there are physical limits to the human body, and we are more aware of those today than we've ever been. Mm -hmm. And there's no excuse Mm -hmm. for a Maryland which is backed by Under Armour and has access to every resource you would need to detect a problem in a kid in a workout and you don't do it, we need to change the acceptance of this 1950s Bear Bryant, run him in 100-degree heat, and if he passes out, pick him up and keep going. And you would have
1: hoped that that would have happened within the last 10 years, and yeah. it should have happened, and I think it probably has at some places. So as, as a guy who's covered college athletics for a long time and been very close uh, to basketball and football, what is your feeling about those coaches? Because from an outsider standpoint, from my standpoint, it seems like you still got a lot of guys who have run amok. It seems like the, the thing that drives me crazy about coaches is when they play God. And no. and it feels to me, and this is not across the board, I'm not saying there are some co- college coaches who are outstanding, so I'm, this is not a blanket statement. It feels to me like, though, with this situation in Maryland, Urban Meyer at Ohio State, that there's still far too many people who think, I can do whatever I want because I am basically God. Yeah. Well, they can. And that's a frightening, but that's a frightening thought because then, then checks and balances are out the window until something really bad happens and you co- and and people come in after the fact to try and clean that up and it never should have gotten to that.
2: Yeah, I mean, they have an independence that is unmatched. Um, when you hire a football coach, especially at a losing program, and you're trying to rebuild the culture, most presidents and ADs judges say, here are the keys to the car. Just Just bring something good back. Do whatever you got to do to restore this program. So when you give a guy that money, that power, that influence, who can stop them? And I think a lot of these guys operate from the standpoint of everything that happened before me was insufficient. And if it was insufficient, I've got to root out these old habits and ways. And to do that, a lot of these guys feel like I got to show how tough I am. I got to run these guys, got to work these guys, because I'm going to find out who my toughest guys are. Who can be a part of this new culture? And I don't think any college football coach at any level is normal. They're all wired differently. I think that might be true of coaches across the board. Probably. College
1: college and pro.
2: College and pro. College football, though, is a little different in that, to, to me, there are just different elements you're trying to appease. And a lot of these guys sometimes are younger, and they still have a lot of that energy. Durkin's 40, you know. Played in the late I didn't 90s.
1: I did was that young. Okay. 40 years old, no, played, I, no, I didn't played know, in the
2: I, late I, 90s. Wow. Um, so the energy's great until it's used in this manner. When you got a 40-year-old who's not that far removed from the game himself, Judd, he's going, I did this in my 20s. I did this in my late teens. Why right. can't he do it? Right. And they're not considering the individual as much as they're considering the culture that they think they have to establish in order to create a winning program, and that's how you get incidents like this. Does – Meyer survive, do you think? Two weeks ago, I said no. The silence makes me think he will. Suspension or something? With a suspension. Um, but a report came out that Zach Smith had a DUI a couple years ago.
1: Yeah, now Zach, but now Zach is trying to say that he didn't tell Urban about that one, right? Yeah, but so I he's mean... he's trying to get Ur- Urban off the hook, clearly, on that one. But the guy seemed to do everything to try to get fired. And, and so he just th- couldn't get fired. And so so Zach's, Zach is related to and or there, there's a connection there, correct? Earl
2: Bruce, yeah. The, the, Earl Bruce, yeah. and
1: that's why Urban has— that's the grandson. And that's why he's been basically trying to— that's why Meyer's been standing in the path there and and trying to defend Zach Smith, yeah,
2: correct? Yeah, it, it's, it's a bit of nepotism in a, in a football kind of way. Shocked by that. Um, but he's had a lot of missteps, and somehow he's kept his job. I think they suspend Urban Meyer because he's been great at Ohio State as a coach, uh, but it could cost him down the line because I always say with stories like this, Judd, more things come out.
1: Urban Meyer, though, strikes me as the type of guy who probably doesn't have, regardless of if this kick came out or not, he doesn't strike me as the type of guy who has a long shelf life left there, Yeah, g- given how he left Florida, which was still, I think, still fairly mysterious. There were lots of... We don't know the answers. There were reports about his health, but there were also things behind the scenes that came out. So I just think a guy like that, I think he's got a certain... T- I think he's very good at what he does. Yeah. He, so, he listen, he can recruit and win football games. But I think guys like that just have a certain amount of time and then they're going to be gone. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, if he can survive this one and then let's say he's around for three more years and gone, I think something else would, would have bitten him in the butt eventually that would mean in three years he'd be gone. As as opposed to the old school, a guy like that would be at Michigan or Ohio State for 25 years.
2: Yeah, I think that era is over. I did too. Um, but, you know, if they bring him back, there's going to be a backlash. Not in Ohio, but wherever else they travel, there'll be protests. There'll be a lot of people who will be and disappointed. Be. Yeah, I'm fine with that. 100. percent There should be. But the, if he stays, it's only because of the ring, you know. And that says a lot about college football culture. Yes, right
1: there. Yes, and really, where this whole thing needs to start, and this whole discussion needs to start, it isn't even with the individual schools or coaches. It's with the NCAA. But that's a whole another thing. Yeah. But that. But I mean, they are. They drive me crazy. Well, and they protect and they enable these guys. Oh, in a thousand percent. And what are they? That's my thing with them. What are they? Like, they claim to be, they claim to oversee things, but I I feel like they do it how they want instead of actually having any ethics. Yeah. They seem to me half the time to be sort of crooked. They're all about. They're all about telling you, we know what's best for you, Myron. Now go away. And you're like, no, you people are a bunch of idiots. Yeah, like you're not running anything. Yeah, I'll tell you who they are.
2: They are the attorney of of the college world. When you talk to them, what they'll say is, these schools are our clients. We do whatever the clients tell us to do. We're not operating on our own behalf. We're just listening to the client. When you talk to the clients, they go. We're just following what our lawyer told us oh, to do. That's all you ever hear. That's so interesting. That's who the that's NCAA is. That's what they are. They will and always defer to, we're just listening to the schools. And then you talk to the schools, and I do talk to the schools, yeah. and the presidents, Judd, and they go, they brought that proposal to us. We we didn't know anything right. about no, that. No, I
1: think, I I think I, they're dirty.
2: You know? Oh, and 100%. I think they're dirty, and I think they're liars. And selfish. And they
1: act like they're smart. And They're you, definitely
2: I, selfish, and I think you're seeing them do things that are for
1: them and not the... General good. So of why? Athletes. So when are we going to get schools, the big schools, getting together? Football to me is a slant is is an easy one. Basketball, I'd be tempted, and just say, you know what, gentlemen, ladies, we're professional sports. We don't need this group. Yeah, like we're going to do our own. I mean, it is, and this might offend some, Byron, but it is laughable. It is laughable that I that the NCAA will talk to you about. Soccer and volleyball, and football. Yep, football is its own thing. It is. I'm a hockey. They don't run it. I love hockey. Favorite sport. Okay, so I will use hockey just to show that I'm not discriminating against any gender or race or anything. College hockey is really cool and really fun, yep. and I don't care who runs it. Yeah, but for football and basketball, but football especially, it should be broken off and said we are a completely different entity. I don't think there should be anything about football that has to do with college athletics. It is a prof- it is a minor league feeder system and it might not even be it might be like AAA. No. Yeah. For the National Football League and that's all it is. Yeah. And to treat it as, well, we've got a adhere to title nine. You people are so corrupt, you don't care.
2: Well, and they've kind of lost football already. The NCAA does not run the college football playoff. They didn't run the BCS.
1: They have not had control. Get yeah. out, get out completely. Yeah. Just, tell, just tell them, buzz off. We'll pay people if we want. We'll do whatever we want. All we want to do is provide a fun product on Saturdays. And if we're paying players, buzz off.
2: And you know the next move to really complete that split, what it would be? The Power Five schools holding their own basketball tournament. Okay. See, I'm, I'm all for that, though. And people would, here, here's the problem, though. You know what people say to that? Everybody wants to see Akron. Everyone wants to see George. We got to rethink all that. Everyone wants well, to see that's Cinderella. The that's the bowl game. People too, though. Everyone wants, wants to, to see Cinderella. Games.
1: Bleep the bowls. People, it's a playoff. Nobody
2: cares about the Cinderellas as much as people think they do.
1: Well, and and the other thing about the Cinderellas, the dirty little secret there, I think you you would agree with this too, is for everybody who says, "Oh, it's so much fun when a, a fifteen or a fourteen wins." Those okay. are those are eventually bad games. Yes. I want the high seeds to win because I want good games. I, yeah. used to, I used to be on board. I used to be on board with the little school that comes in and, oh, it's exciting, until I saw them play a third-round game or something, and, and they get blown off the floor. It's not fun anymore. No, it's not fun. But, but you know, this whole thing about, well, if we're going to pay football players, what are we going to do with the volleyball and hockey players? They're not the same. No, you can – and people who say that aren't looking at the revenue
2: those two schools yes those two sports are generating a certain level of revenue i'll get students who will say well i've got to pay student loans and these guys don't isn't it fair for what they get um let me tell you something homie nobody's coming to watch you in philosophy 101 take a test nobody's paying admission to see you in your regular activities you're not
1: you're not like these guys do you remember when the big 10 network launched yeah and they and the platform i love the platform Morons. The platform was we're going to show you know football games and we're going to show basketball games, but during the day we're going to show some programming from the schools. And that and that lasted for how long? Six months? Yeah, maybe. And then they're like, we got to put stuff on the Big Ten. The Big Ten Hockey Conference exists as tonnage for television. That's all it is, right? But I mean, they don't care. They don't care, and so this whole thing about well, you got to treat these things fair. You don't get Ain't come nothing fair. Say, you know, Mark Coyle, come out and say today the truth. I don't give a damn. I'm trying to make money off football, which is what they're doing. Yeah, I know, but I just but just be transparent. Yeah. The whole student athlete concept is where
2: you have a problem. Yes, they're athletes. Yes, and who if are, they're football players who are sometimes students, and by the way, I don't care they're athletes. Yeah, or I'm, I'm sorry, students. Yeah, they, I care they're athletes. Well, and I think that's the thing is we've got to get to a point where. I think a next the next generation will say, You play football, that's your major.
1: Yeah, and it should be. That, that's what you're, you're majoring in that. You you're stay, getting credit for that. You and and you should be paid for doing it. Yep. And and eventually the best of that group is gonna make millions of dollars. Yep. And i am make the what? argument against that. And no other student who's sitting there in chem class is going no. to probably make millions of dollars. No one cares. Um I might old Fox Sports North analysts at least a big apology. Because something happened out West recently. I think I know why the analysts on FSN North are are like they are now, Myron. We'll talk about that next.
3: Don't go anywhere. More Mackie and Judd coming up next. Gentlemen, to the medicine cabinet. On 1500 ESPN.
1: Mackie and Judd today uh, is Zolgad, Myron Metcalf, ESPN.com. We'll get to the Bruce Bowen uh, conversation about what happened to him as the TV analyst for Clippers games in a second. But let's uh, continue on the college thread right now that we were just talking about and go to Roderick. Roderick, what's up? How are you?
3: I'm doing well. How are you doing?
1: Great to hear from you.
3: Well, I have to – you may change your mind after I say what I have to say because I disagree completely with the media's take on Urban Meyer and I kind of disagree with the Maryland situation, starting with her Meyer. I don't think he should be in trouble. He's the head football coach. He's not a private investigator. He's not a cop. He's not a prosecutor. I've had many bosses in my lifetime working in America, and if a boss came to me and said, hey, your significant other is complaining about a domestic domestic uh, disturbance, or domestic violence, I would first of all say, uh, who are you to come to me? You're my boss. This is none of your damn business. This is a personal issue. You know, first of all, Zach Smith has denied any sort of domestic abuse and he's never been arrested to my knowledge. Yes, he has his been. Wife only pressed charges once. He was arrested. My is supposed to do. Let me tell
2: you something. It, let me, tell, let me, let me tell you something about, about what you just said about if your boss came to you and heard you'd been involved in a domestic dispute. Um, our bosses here, our bosses and most people if you have a job that is public facing and there were there was enough evidence to suggest that you may have been involved in a domestic violence incident with your significant other, most of us will lose our jobs. Most of us yeah. would be in a lot of trouble. Here, here's my point. Here's my here's my thing to correct you. Zach Smith was arrested in 2009. Urban Meyer knew about that. Zach Smith had the police called on him and there were allegations in 2015. Urban Meyer knew about that. Urban Meyer kept him on staff. For three more years before this whole restraining order business uh, came to light. So, at some point, Urban Meyer told, said to himself, "This ain't the right guy for my staff. He might not be a good guy." And it just took nine years to make it happen. But if my, you're the my boss,
3: to that. if you're the my boss, you have
2: to respond to that. a guy who may be abusing his significant other. That is your job to decide if you want someone on your staff who might be doing. But
3: that's, this is where I go. If I deny those charges and I work for you and it's not affecting my job, then you're going to fire me off of the allegation. That's not American because but I he, should be tried and convicted. If I'm not convicted, then it's basically my But he got arrested, court. you said. He got arrested so in 2009. Arrested, but people get arrested for a lot of things. Here's my point. To be acquitted. Here's, here's my point. not true. Here's my but, point. You know,
2: that woman, and I'm not. I don't know what happened. I don't know if Courtney Smith is telling the truth or not, but I do know she put out photos that showed bruises all over her body from what she said was a confrontation, a physical confrontation with Zach Smith. I do know that Zach Smith in an interview said, yes, I caused those bruises, but I was doing it in a defensive manner. So there was a physical confrontation between the two. There was something that happened between them. I completely disagree with if you get accused of something outside your job, your job has no right to come in and care. Well, they that in American, they can fire you because that's the reputation of the company at stake. Yep. That's the reputation of you and your, your relationship with your clientele.
1: Th- this company has fired yeah,
2: people for Oh, a hundred, and, for and they have every like right that. to do that.
3: Yeah. I'm not but saying accusations alone. To the, you're responding to the mass mob... Which is overreactionary, which doesn't consider all the facts. Hey Roderick, they, look, they look at the woman and say, hey, the woman is telling the truth automatically. Hey, Roderick, they no, automatically they the woman. no,
2: they don't. The no, yes, they don't. The conviction rate for domestic violence cases is minuscule. The conviction no, no, rate for domestic violence cases the, is very about, hey, small. Roderick,
3: we're talking about Roderick, public opinion. So, women
2: people don't get, so people aren't the told opinion. they're right. No, women aren't told that they're telling the truth. Women are called liars. That's what happens in this country. That is not true what you were saying. And
3: Roderick, Roderick, Roderick. No, in this Me Too movement, everybody's believing the woman. Hey, Roderick. And that's why I'm saying. Hey, Roderick. He's like, you're taking One thing here.
1: One thing here. Um, Urban Meyer at Big Ten Media Day was asked about this and flat out lied. The extrapolation that we we would go with then is that his employer asked him the same questions and that he lied to them. If he did that, it's a fireball offense. You can't mislead your impl- if I'm called in by my boss today and asked a question flat out about did I do something and I did it and I say no and he finds out it's a fireball offense.
3: Well, I agree with that, but so, we don't know that he lied to the administration. Wh- my wh- point is that is he's a football coach. If my boss came to me and said we have some speculation about you and your significant other, and the mass mob and the media is demanding an answer, I would say it's none of your damn business. The mass it's mob is. Boss. I'm not. I'm not. The mass mob is why this is under. The mass mob condition. is 60 phone Thanks, calls to right. lo-
2: the mass mob is 60 phone calls to the local police. The mass mob is a 2009
1: arrest. I want to know. I Come wanna on, know, man. I, I want to know, did Urban Meyer tell Ohio State officials the same thing he told the media, which was a flat-out lie, which is, if that's the case, you can be fired. That's a problem. And, and I, but, I, I mean, if you want to just say, Urban Meyer's there to win football games, who cares about society, who cares about women, who cares about people, all of which would be a terrible thing to say and wrong, the, you can't lie to your employer no so so when the media asked him uh, did you know he doesn't have to give you play by play the answer is yes or no and the extrapolation in my opinion is he also did the same thing when asked to buy Ohio State officials and if you did that you can be fired you, you can and be. by the way I do care about th- those things but I'm but unfortunately I believe in my heart of hearts that there are college officials who don't yeah, they, but if you lie to them you can be fired. And you, and
2: many would say you should be. Oh yeah, let me tell you why well, you can't I, be trusted. You can't be. And my emotion with that caller is this: the idea that guys like that say because of Me Too, all of a sudden women all over the country are are finding that it's easy to get someone to believe you when you make a claim of domestic assault or or uh, sexual violence. It's it's easy now because of the Me Too movement. The numbers don't back that. Like, most women well, in these situations... We have so far to go there. Yeah, but most women in these situations are not believed. Right. So, for me, the idea that the mass mob is coming after Urban Meyer... No, they're saying, this guy got arrested in 09. Right. You knew about these situations in 2005. Right. 2015, there were multiple calls to the police. Why'd you keep him on staff for three more well, years and, after and, you
1: knew? And That's a valid question. And the woman told Urban Meyer's wife flat out about what was going on.
2: And Urban...
1: To your point, Urban Meyer said... So, he cared about that family and I, that couple. I can't defend him. Yeah, I know. And I I'm with you. I'm just saying though, at the very least if you if you want to say I don't care about people, I don't care at all. I just want to win football games. If you're if you're the administration and you come to your head football coach and he flat out lies to you, you have an enormous trust problem. You do. On
2: every level. And how do you put him back in front of the public and say he maintains his integrity
1: and for people and for people now to be like, well, the Me Too movement has gone too far. Give me a break. We're just we're just getting started like like this is people are just coming forward now and they should be encouraged to come forward. So, I mean, we're this is not it's gone too far. You know, there's nothing that drives me more nuts than the male is is persecuted. A hundred and sixty victims,
2: know. I believe, Larry Nassar had. Yeah, exactly. How many women did it take before someone said, "Hey, I believe"? And it? how many parents didn't believe their own daughters that, about that? That's my. That's what frustrates me about. One guy gets accused, and it's everyone's against guys. Get out of here, man! Yeah, don't bring
0: that noise to me. James, what is coming up in in questions? Well, boys, uh, if you're if you're absolutely refusing to watch the uh, the pregame batting practice, maybe there's another reason you could come up with. Uh, to watch the twins. All right.
3: Mackey and Judd will return shortly. Guys, I thought we were in a hurry. On 1500 ESPN. Phil Mackey, Judd Zulgad.
4: The decline of moral and ethical integrity. Let's hear it.
3: Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Now on Mackey and Judd. Do
0: you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions? What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of
1: significant importance. All right, James Murphy, you have uh, three questions of significant importance for Myron Metcalf and myself, so fire away. All
0: right, boys, after losing two of three to the Detroit Tigers, the Twins, uh, and Irvin wants you to know this, Judd, they're only 12 and a half games back of the Cleveland Did Indians. Did you see that
1: quote last weekend? Yeah. Irv yeah. Santana, we're only 10 back. How oh, can you? What is he thinking? They bailed on us. Yeah, what sure. land was he in? <laughs>
2: Fantasy
1: world. I don't know. I have no clue, but it was not one grounded in uh, reality.
0: So give me one thing that you're going to be watching for besides of course the uh the televised b- uh, batting practice in the <laughs> final best. 2 months of the year which prospects or current players are you still curious about Oh mine
1: I mean mine to that is simple two guys Buxton Sanell Yeah get Buxton back up here let's see if he can hit let's see what the leg kick does or doesn't do let's see if we decide that he's going to change it again before we get to uh, October and so, no, just keep your weight down and continue to do that. The thing with Miguel is I'm curious to watch him, but what I really want to know is what does he do the day after the regular season ends? Yeah. Like, does he Where's go? Where does he go? Because if he goes home, it's over. It's over. It's over. If it's he goes home, it's over. If he says, you know what? My God, my eyes are opened. What happened in Florida was a learn. I'm going back to Florida. Yeah. I'm going to spend my off season working out. You've got a fighting chance to have a very good player.
2: I mean, if Snow wants to make some long-term money, that's what he'll do. Uh, with Buxton, you brought up a good point earlier on the show, Judd. It's not just getting him back. It's getting him some confidence, getting him into a rhythm. If you can send him out this season with confidence, mm-hmm. maybe maybe he builds momentum into the offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, that couple with him staying healthy, maybe he gets a fresh start mm-hmm. next season, but
1: he's got to get back. I want him to come to spring training with an approach, yeah, and I don't want it to be we're going to be working on that approach. I want it to be an approach that's actually had some success, I agree, and I agree. that's why I think you have to run the risk of him getting hurt again, but that's a risk you're always going to take yep the the one thing I would tell him, the one mandate I would say, and this was this would be tough, but I'd say, dude, you're an unbelievable. Center fielder, and we know that quit crashing the walls. Yeah, it's like, not cool. He's trying to hurt walls. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're, it's like <laughs> yeah, you're, it you're not a cornerback. Yeah, and and you get hurt. If you never got hurt, then knock yourself out, literally. Yeah, you can't do that. But, but you get hurt a lot, so let's let's try and I'm not discouraging you from diving for balls, but let's see if it's going to be a double or you're going to decapitate yourself. I'll give Cleveland the double. That's my you. feeling. I'm with you.
0: You don't see Mike Trout going and just burying himself into walls, trying to get balls. Oh, like he, oh no. He, he's and I don't wanna, smarter than And that. I
1: don't want to discourage what makes Byron special, but when you're hurt as much as he is, it just starts to make no sense. Right. He does.
0: And then quickly before question two, uh, for me, what I'm going to be watching for is Kyle Gibson in the last two months. Sure. he's He's two months away from putting together one hell of a year and a half. And with that contract coming up next year, um, and next year being a contract year, it'll be interesting to see how he he wraps up this season.
1: I think that's very fair.
0: So uh we heard the conversation between Golik Wingo and Adam Thielen res, uh, regarding his contract situation compared to Stefan Diggs. Uh-huh. Which receiver in your mind has the better year in 2018 between Adam? Stephon Diggs and Adam
1: Thielen. Play that clip again, James, if you would be so kind, so people yeah, who missed it can hear it. Give me one.
2: Yep. Say, your wide receiver mate, uh Seven Diggs, get all that money that he got last year at this time. Adam, you were eighty-first overall in fantasy ratings. This year, you're you go into the in the same spot one year later, 29th. So you jumped a lot of spots. Interesting. You know who's number thirty? Some guy named Stephon Diggs. <laughs> Your teammate is one spot behind you. Walk in there. Demand a raise right now, Adam. Just do it. (laughs) Yeah, I, uh, you know, luckily that's why I have an agent. And uh,
3: I can go out there and just play football. So, um, like I said, that's uh, why you hire a guy like that. uh, Why I can just not have to worry about that stuff and just go out there and and play football and and, uh, try to be the best teammate and help this team win games.
1: Okay, so the question again.
0: Between the two, between Diggs and Adam Thielen, who has the better year in the in year one of the Kirk Cousins era?
1: Oh, I'm going to go, Myron, off incredibly small sample size and say what we saw on Saturday night with Diggs might be a precursor to what we see. And so I think they both have good years. Uh, I think Diggs, if he can stay healthy, which I think he missed a couple of games the past couple of years, um, or each of the past couple of years, I think Diggs does. Yeah. I think Diggs, and this is just going off the fact that between the chemistry in that first drive between Cousins and Diggs w- was outstanding. I might be completely wrong here, but I am going to say that it's Diggs. I
2: uh, think Diggs is getting a lot of hype from the Minneapolis Miracle to the contract to what we saw in the first preseason game. The anchor, though, of your passing attack will continue to be Mankato's finest, Adam Thielen. Because I think Stefan Diggs will be the sports center guy. He'll be the viral guy. He'll be the guy making plays that everybody's retweeting. Adam He's the Thielen. Sexy player. Yeah, Adam Thielen gotcha. will be the guy who holds down that passing attack and gives you a consistent threat every game.
1: Question three.
0: Earlier in the show, we discussed the Wolves and how uh, the Jimmy Butler situation would affect the team this season. Uh, Vegas currently has the Wolves' win total set at forty-four and a half, which is good for eighth in the West. Over or under forty-five, forty-four and a half wins for the Pops this year. I mean, they won
2: they won forty-seven games. Judd, with uh, Jimmy Butler never being completely healthy, Uh, and as much as there's there are chemistry issues. If they come back and that group stays healthy, I think they'll be over again. I think they'll win. They can win 46, 47 games again. If everything comes together, they should be able to win 50 or more. Um, but 44-and-a-half, when I saw that, felt a little low to me. But there are but issues. The com-
1: but how about the conference, too? Because well, you're, you're going have better. more difficult games than you did last year. Yeah. I mean, I think Denver's going to be better. I mean, you've got a few teams that are definitely going to be improved. With a healthy Jimmy Butler. Yeah. With
2: a Jimmy Butler, who's not here to just torpedo the locker room, uh, they can win 44-plus. <laughs>
1: think, st- think about what you but just said. the truth. Think about what you just said. It's the truth. But, I mean, m- my God, a year ago we said this is going to galvanize yep. and this is going to— Think about that. It, it could all go south. I'm not blaming you. You're right. Yeah, it could all go south. But that is uh, torpedo the locker room. <laughs> which Statement. it could be. Well, he's doing it on on through Instagram. Yep. Social media, right? It could It could happen. Uh, I'm going to say over, but only slightly. I, I right now I've got no confidence. I got no faith, but yeah. I'll say 45 ish or so. I yeah. I mean, I really, I really think if you continue to play this out the way it's going, and Butler's going to miss 20 games probably, and I mean, is Derrick Rose e- even going to be important enough? Where if he misses games, it's a big deal. Probably not, but I'm I'm really thinking this might not be a playoff team. Oh, there's always that potential. I'm thinking there's a but it, it, and there it's and they're sure in the West and what it is. There shouldn't be, but the Lakers are going to make it. Yeah. Denver's probably going to make it, right? Denver's improved. San Antonio's below them yeah, in the odds. I mean, yeah. I will say over, but I will say only slightly James Murphy.
0: Interesting, too. Uh, the top four in the West, according to Vegas, Golden State, Houston, OKC third, and the Lakers fourth. So just it, it's it's, makes it's no crazy sense. to think that the Lakers. What you feeling about that club? It's like
2: it's like LeBron is joining an LA fitness team. I don't know. It's, <laughs> but it's just no, but it's like his buddies, right? and that's the worst thing. Like But it's genius. That's I a think. yeah, that's a fourth of way, July pickup game. I don't way, know.
1: I think it's genius.
2: Well, if if the goal is to have a fun year, uh, you know, with I no think pressure.
1: I think the goal is to get LeBron aboard, get get this collection aboard, but it's only gonna be there for about a year. And now uh, two thousand what it be nineteen nineteen twenty. You get rid of those deals. Butler yeah, I mean, look at look at the guys they could potentially sign. I yep. think this is I I think this is a really good play.
2: Yeah, but you're 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 making the assumption that LeBron won't want to quit after playing thirty games with Lance Stevenson and Michael Beasley and Lonzo Ball. Hey, he took that and, Cleveland collection. And Lavar Ball is storming into the locker room after games. That's gonna end. You know, you you, you think you're gonna end LeVar Ball? That's gonna end. I, if you keep Lonzo Ball, LeVar Ball's coming too. Lonzo
1: Ball will be traded at some point. <laughs> then that's gonna <laughs> Very have to happen. Soon. Very soon. LeBron you, have, how long is LeBron going to... How, how many times is Mr. Ball going to be allowed to walk in that locker room before LeBron goes to Magic and says, this is going to stop? But see, I think he likes Lonzo. I, I think he likes Lonzo. Well, then LeVar might meet his match here. I mean, LeBron James is no shrinking violet. No, but... he ain't I, gonna, He ain't going to put up with this.
2: But LeVar strikes me as the kind of guy who will make noise whether he's invited or you block him. You're going to have a problem with him either way. You invite him in, he's going to cause problems. Okay. If you block him, he will too. You know him.
1: Am I am I out of line or wrong for saying that if that does happen and the kid is not traded, that I think LeBron will will at least be in control of the situation? I don't, It might seem he's not, but he will be.
2: I don't think LeVar Ball is someone you can control. Interesting. I've seen enough of him to know that he really does whatever he wants to do. And you covered him firsthand yeah. for an
1: offseason, basically. And now right? he's
2: got the platform, and now he's got the the energy. To me, everyone thought LeVar Ball in his 15 minutes of fame. LeBron being in L.A. is going to give him another 30. And that's the problem.
1: Is this all part of a, a great chemistry experiment for next year? That part of it, seeing if the if if LeVar can be controlled enough to keep his kid on, on the team?
2: Do you think? I think they're trying to figure out how it's going to work. I think you made the point earlier. They're going to clear all these contracts and have room for a max guy. I honestly, Judd, think LeBron might be more interested in what happens in Hollywood and all of his business ventures
1: than he will be with what happens on the court this year. That'd be really interesting. Uh, let's uh, let's come back and let's pay off the Bruce Bowen talker. Why is Bruce Bowen out as an analyst for Clippers games? The reason is actually sort of frightening. People, people, I. Important announcement! Mackie and Judd are back
3: after this brief timeout on 1500 ESPN. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, Mackie and Judd are back.
2: Come on, there's so much
4: to do. On 1500 ESPN. when they say Bruce, what's going on? I said, what has been going on? Have you heard Kawhi say anything? No. I say it's the equivalent for guys when we give that young lady our number. And she never calls us. And we're wondering, is she interested? I think it's it's been said. Not one time has Kawhi come out and said anything to the effect of, you know what? Hey, I really enjoy being in San Antonio. Or I can't stand what's going on here in San Antonio. Not one time has he said anything. So with all this going on, why wouldn't he say something now? Well, I think he's getting bad advice. I, I think what you're starting to see now is... You know, uh, uh, an individual given a certain amount of advice, and it's not the right advice. Here it is: you were protected in San Antonio. I think there's nothing but excuses going on. Mm-hmm. So first, it was well, I was misdiagnosed. Let look here: you 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 got eighteen million dollars this year, and and you think that they're trying to rush you? You didn't play for the most part a, a full season this year, and. You're the go-to guy. You're the franchise, and you want to say that they didn't have your best interest at heart? Are you kidding me? Bruce Bowen, former Spur
1: right there on Sirius XM NBA radio, I believe, Myron Metcalf, uh, made those comments. No. Yeah. Now, now, would you characterize them? I would say that they are extremely fair. No. Yeah. It's a good answer. Great answer. But it's, yeah. uh, when, when it comes to Kawhi, it seemed to be extremely fair. I am now reading from your employer, ESPN.com. Yep. Yeah. From OJ, in the aftermath of critical comments about 2019 free agent target Kawhi Leonard, Bruce Bowen won't be renewed as the Clippers' TV game analyst next season, sources have told ESPN. Bowen was under contract with Fox Sports West. But the Clippers, like every organization, have significant input into the hiring of television broadcast talents and withheld approval on extending his contract, sources said. The sides were expected to move forward on a new deal before Bowen's public comments on, on Kawhi. Uh, Bowen who for, formerly worked at ESPN declined comment when reached on Monday. So, this helps <laughs> answer the question when I am uh, critical of Fox Sports North talent for saying, why don't they tell us the truth? Now, I do give Jim Pete credit. Jim no. Pete, I think on Wolves games is outstanding, and I think he I think he does a great job of walking the line between what could be perceived as criticism and just explaining to you what a player should be doing. But that comment that we played right there Got a guy basically fired. That's ridiculous. It's
2: ridiculous, and it shows you how powerful NBA players are. Like, NBA players have more power than any other players in any league. And if they're willing to try to dismiss anything that seems negative uh, in order to uh, elevate their pitch to Kawhi, it's sad to me that you would cater to a player to this degree that might not even want to play. For you, probably won't. I mean, the Clippers can't be atop his it's, list. It's ridiculous that this is this is what's happened. But it, it's you know, players, people in that position like Bruce Bowen. The expectation is you are a homer uh, the whole time, and you are saying only things that might elevate the team in its position.
1: And I guess that's how they view this Kawhi situation. Why do teams? Do, do you think in sports? And this is the thing I don't get. Why have we turned or attempted to turn far too often telecasts in in which the viewer can is a lot of times, I'm sure, a smart, sports-savvy fan? Why have we turned these things into attempted infomercials? Um, Like, I have no interest in watching a game where the analyst is not allowed to speak his mind. And that doesn't mean I expect bashing. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't expect you, I don't expect Jim Pete to get on a Wolves game and say, oh, Carl Anthony <laughs> How Townsend? about Andrew Wiggins? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wiggy's terrible. <laughs> I'm not asking for that. I think I'm realistically just asking for an honest analysis or, you know, if you feel the way, I mean, Bowen said nothing in there to me. He didn't accuse him of dogging it, right? No. Like, it'd be one thing if you said he took a powder on the Spurs and yeah. that was really disgusting and this guy, this guy makes me sick as a former player. None of that. Wait. Why have we turned the corner to teams want infomercials now?
2: Well, because it's the rainbow and lollipop generation. Everything's got to be positive for everybody. I mean, that that's kind of what it's become. Is People don't even want you to state the obvious anymore. And, I mean, there's always been a segment of any fan base that, even in dark times, wants to hear about the silver lining, wants to hear about something that sure. might be good. Sure. Um, but this idea of no negativity ever is... Is ridiculous. You're the Clippers. You're the Clippers. Like negativity is your name. It's what you stand for. It's what you promoted for decades. Negativity, there should be a sign outside of the arena that says negativity every time you play because that's who they've been. And now all of a sudden, because you might have an outside chance to get Kawhi Leonard. You want everyone to jump on to the let's be positive and think happy thoughts?
1: Get out of here. And the asinine thing about this, the absolutely stupid beyond belief thing is you hired Bruce Bowen, who is a credible former player, and you hired him knowing what he's about. Yep. On ESPN, he didn't sugarcoat things. He's really good. He's really good at what he does. He's not a former Clipper, right? No. He's a longtime Spur, and I think he played for a few teams. But my point being... You hired him. That's a great hire. Awesome. You hired Bruce Bowen. I'm if I'm a viewer in LA, I'm now gonna get a really good analyst on all my clippers games. Yes. And you chase him off for speaking the truth, and it's just the truth, about Kawhi Leonard's situation. And by the way, he now plays for the Raptors, so he's not a clipper because on the off chance that his camp is now gonna come to you and say, Oh, you're you're analyst. And by and, and the other <laughs> thing is Bruce Bowen's a credible former player. Yes. Like I get it. It's one thing if you employ a studio guy, and I'm not. I'm not advocating this. But if you employ a studio guy like us, and we yeah. get on there and we rip Kawhi, and and we have a connection to the team, and the team's like, yeah, that was a really bad idea, Myron. I'm sorry, but yeah. you're gone. You'd be like, well, that's BS. But I like, get yeah, okay. But this is Bruce Bowen. Yes, it's it's Bruce Bowen,
2: who let's be clear, when he joined the Clippers. It was a step up for the Clippers. Oh, a I mean, he percent. was coming down. This is the Clippers. I, I want Bruce Bowen are, on my team charter. Who, ex, who are the top ten players in Clippers? Hit? I love basketball, and I don't know. Like, what is their claim to fame? Well, Brent, Brent Berry went in the free throw. Con- like, what is their claim to fame that they have the right to say, you know what, don't mess up our reputation? You've been messing up your reputation for 50 years. <laughs> you had a racist owner who had to be chased what? out of the league. <laughs> who are you to say, you know what, we're being positive now? Come on, lay off on the reality but talk. But this
1: is but this is why this is why more and more sporting events on local television are becoming unwatch unlistenable. Yeah. I shouldn't say unwatchable. They're well produced. But they're becoming unlistenable.
2: Rainbows and lollipops, man. That's what everybody wants today. Everybody wants to know that the but sun is shining we, in a tornado.
1: How can That's we, what people are. How can we get to a point where where we also can give these people the license to be realistic? Well, they're in bad, they're in tough spots. If you work for a professional team today, you are in a very, this very poor, difficult spot. Bowen, though, was paid by Fox Sports West, but they, the Clippers still have enough say to say no, fire yes. him. And now they're going to get some former Clipper Yahoo in there yeah. who's going to be afraid to say his own name. And if you can do that to Bowen, who everyone else is
2: vulnerable. So now anyone else around professional sports and is, who sees that and they yeah. go, I can't say a word. They got rid of Bruce Bowen. They're gonna get rid of me. But I, I just want the Clippers to take a look in the mirror at some point and realize who they are. Negativity. What that's all I
1: know about the Clippers. So in their mind are they thinking, but Myron, we might get Kawhi here. And if we can get Kawhi, the negativity that you know us for will be gone. Yeah. I mean that that's the whole but but this this is where I realize when I get on this station and express frustration with certain people at Fox Sports North, they're given no choice, probably. Yeah. Hey, if you don't if if you don't say that the wild played great in this ten to one loss tonight, you're probably going to get fired. It's unfortunate. Hey, they kill the penalty. Look at that. Yeah, they're only losing ten to two. They can't. They they stink in the playoffs. But look at that nice save by Dubnyk. It, it's unfortunate that that's the commentary. That
2: that people are in that position where they feel like they have to give you sort of that positive edge. When people see reality, people know what they're dealing with. Aren't we supposed to be getting smarter? Well, I think smart is not the issue as much as people don't want to be real. They want they want to hear again good stories. The Clippers are making demands based on
1: standards of positivity. Well, and, Judd. and to your and to your point too, they're doing it not based on a current player, of a guy theirs. who might come. Yeah, who's not going to come by the way? A guy who hey, you think Kawhi? You think Kawhi, you think Kawhi is now going to look? Like, hey, they fired Bruce Bowen. It's like have my agent
2: call know. him. I'm a clear spot in my garage today for the Lamborghini I yeah, might exactly. get next year. Exactly. I don't know if I'm getting it. Or if Bear, I'll probably be able to afford Holly it. Holly Berry, shotgun in your Lamborghini because you're gonna marry her and get a Lamborghini. <laughs> I'm gonna get it all set up because you never know. The Clippers are playing the you never know game. And if I dare tell you that you're crazy, oh, I'm yeah. fired. Exactly. That's what it's come
1: down to. That's Bruce Bowen. NBA champion. That's my point. My Sad. point is he's a good he's Sad. he's an incredibly credible player, former yeah. player, who you want on your team playing. Yeah. and instead you just fired him and you're going to hire somebody who has no business being on TV because he's going to say ha, Kawhi Leonard would love it here yeah. and Kawhi's going to say bleep you I'm yeah. going to go play with LeBron or something alright we're done Th- thank you sir appreciate you. it uh, back tomorrow at 8.57am bright and early
0: this holiday season Peloton's got a gift for you